I can yeah. hear you. Oh, you sound good. Good chick. Chicken oh, chick. Oh, actually, uh, do you have eye drops? I remember to ask. I already put mine in. Are mine? No, I think you're fine, honestly. Well, I think you should put them now. I just did, but yeah. The dirty sheen from my glasses protect me from really being able to see. Especially with the big light, you're good. That's fine. You're good to go. Well, now we have little uh, glasses sandwich going on, which is great. Yeah, great. Glasses sandwich sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in the middle of that, but I am. (laughs) But you are. But But you are now. I have apartment eye drops and I have car eye drops. Hmm. It's honestly invincibility is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, if you're feeling stressed about what you've just done before heading into something, mm-hmm. and then you take them, it's like, oh, I forgot what I was even stressed Invincible. about. Invincible. Yeah. I love Rotos. Same. Minty fresh eyeballs. <laughs> That's a brand? They burn in yeah. Yeah. Rotos. The just green ones are my favorite, white. though. That menthol burn. Menthol. The green <laughs> ones are the strongest ones, and those burn. <laughs> okay. Those yeah, I don't get those. I'm, like literally I'm good. Like I'm good. Two minutes, <laughs> eyes completely white. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's good. Crystal clear. It's like crest for your eyes. Crest. That's <laughs> a weird thing to think sponsored about. Sponsored by... I'm I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're sponsored, sponsored by, by Roto. I'm kidding. We're not. We're not. We're not. It'd be a good sponsorship contract. You should go for it. Yeah. Actually, probably would be but pretty. Yeah, Rotos. Mm-hmm. I recommend Rotos. Okay. If you're looking for a good Try eye drop, green Rotos. If you can withstand. Blue is good too. Blue burns as well. Is yeah. there a non mentholated version? Yeah, the red one. The, okay. yeah. the red one is non mentholated. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not actually menthol in there. I mean, no, it I just know, makes right. it no, feel no, no, no. like you blink and your eyes are cold. You're like, minty like, fresh wow. in my brain. Yeah. It feels good though. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Kind of. Wakes you up. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it gets you going. <laughs> it's like honestly, salt, it wakes you back kind of up <laughs> from your high. Yeah, it's like, like a it's like a good wake up. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's sober. like you're still high, but you're like, bro, that's you're how aware. I came to class. That's fair. Rotos. I never Blue noticed. Cap. You know, I never noticed your eyeballs smelling minty or anything. Well, <laughs> I hope you weren't noticing. What much. a weird sentence that was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what if they did? Your eyes smell good. What's? Well, <laughs> it's like that adrenaline rush you need, like when the cops show up, when yeah, you're like yeah. still drunk, but you're like aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm those fine. are. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> You're 21. Oh You're okay. <laughs> I remember those days. I still, I, st- I still get scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll still get scared. You know, cops aren't usually good news. They're cops. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like sharks. Like, whenever you see a cop, it, it really is just kind of like you're just you're you're, you're, you're anxious. You're anxious, even though you didn't do anything. Yeah. You start thinking yeah. back. You're just like, I try to blend I in as much as possible. I have that <laughs> feeling when a cop gets behind me, I'm doing nothing illegal at all, and I still uh-huh. get an adrenaline response. So then I just think, well, that's the response that I have. So just imagine the, the people you know, that the actually have shit people. The less on. privileged than yeah. me. Yeah. That's, you know, a big old white male. Like, I'll bet you that's, that's a more it's intense terrifying. feeling for other yeah. people. If that's what I get. Yeah. It's not just an adrenaline rush. Yeah. <laughs> My blood pressure. It's <laughs> just automatic. <laughs> yeah. My blood pressure is dangerously high right now. <laughs> it's a way to live. Driving. It's a way to live. You're always ready to blow. Yep. Are you ready? Oh wait, I'm gonna tell him some rules really quick. Oh yeah, yeah rules. Uh, first off, we're gonna say our names. It goes Jose, Nick, Jordan. It's you not say, a rule. "Hey, I'm Dustin." <laughs> it, it's not a rule. It's just a thing we do. But he's gonna be like, "I'm Jose. I'm Nick. I'm Jordan." You know the typical you want me to podcast. Tag on to the yeah. He'll just be like, and right. I'm Dustin. And then he'll Great. introduce you. And then at the end, I'm going to tell him about how we... So our thing is you say, stay weird. 
That's at the end. end. Very okay, end. good. But I like that. the thing about it is you try to sneak it in. So like when we get towards the end, you'll start <laughs> to feel it. And so you'll be like, last week it was like, you know what would be really cool in an anime? And I'm like, if you stay weird, it's so like you can sneak it in. So okay, if you sneak it right. in, it'd be hilarious. But I'm just going to tell you that <laughs> as we go. Yeah. Okay. All right. And yep. interesting. It's yeah. kind of a game. I like it. It is. It's fun. Yep. So we'll get there. Okay. All right. I can do it. There's a theme song going. <laughs> yeah. We're the artistic. We're the artistic. Damn, that's weird. We're back with Nick, Jay, and Jose. It's weirdly artistic. We're talking art. We're talking weird and everything under the sun. We're the artistic. Damn, that's weird. We're the artistic. Welcome back, everybody. This is Weirdly Artistic episode 33. 33. 33. 33. Mm-hmm. Definitely 30. 33. <laughs> I am Jose. I'm Nick. And I'm Jordan. And I am Dusty. And as you can tell, we have a very special guest today. Heck yeah. Dustin. Yeah, Dustin Mohan. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going, man? You know, it's a, it's a good day. It's a good day. It's yeah. nice outside. It's good to be here. Yeah, you said it was uh, the perfect temperature and weather today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you have to think about it from a cinematic standpoint. <laughs> if you have cloudiness but no rain, it means you have nice, even, perfect lighting in every direction. And you can add. Yeah, exactly. If you can yeah, add, yeah. it's better. It's the most manipulative, yeah? You yeah. Can manipulate it as you can do as you anything want you post. want with this kind of natural light. Yeah. <laughs> you can so control nature. That leads us into what you do in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I've been you know, working in Seattle. I've been working on film sets, mm-hmm. um, film and you know, mostly, of course, advertisements and things like that. Uh, that's what I'm doing right now. And then I came from kind of a, I made a little bit of a journey through life where starting in uh, TV news production and then uh, basically switching over to photojournalism, video, mm. photojournalism and editing uh, for a few years and then going back to school and resetting and deciding to stay in the same media umbrella and then going to film school. And now I'm kind of doing that at the moment, yeah. Okay. Okay. So how did you on. get started in everything? In or a thing. What was your... Like I what? Like what inspired you? Did you have a you camera as a kid, or you you, you, you just always you said wanted to film things? Sorry, sorry. These are all good questions. No, but like earlier, you said that you started out in news bro- broadcasting. Like, mm-hmm. what led you in there? It really was. It sounds cheesy and stupid, but it really was finding my dad's old film still camera from the seventies in the back of a closet and just literally just opening it and then like seeing this, I didn't know what it was when I was that young. So I was like, what is this? Uh, I'll just, I was just looking through shit. So I was looking at, what is this like leather case? I open it and there's this camera in there and I started playing with it. And then I just kind of thought about, you know, ever since I was a kid, I would always want to find, uh, I'm kind of old, but I'm not that old. So we did have video cameras when I was a kid, <laughs> like the high eight and the yeah. mini DV when I got a little bit older. So we would, you know, have a great time making little uh, shorts with friends and doing all that kind of just messing around and bullshit. So I knew I always wanted to do something related to that. And then I just saw the TV news uh, happening in you know, my small community in the center of Washington and just kind of wanted to get into that game and, and see what it was like. And I spent a lot of years uh, in that kind of working for NBC basically for news, you know, which has so many different weird facets to it. Uh, but I eventually wanted to get out of that just because, well, essentially the pay is fairly low for the most part. 
and there's also like erratic hours because it's news. You never know what's yeah. going to happen. It's when it's happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's also a lot of PTSD involved. I didn't want to always, you know, I could tell that I was doing things that were going to imprint on my brain if I kept doing these things. So, because when you're a news photographer, there's all the horrible stuff, of course. But, you know, all the stuff you don't want to see or, yeah. or, or be around, that's what you go to. But also, you know, the dichotomy there is then you're also at a city council meeting or, you know, the yeah. fluffiest stories. Because when you're a news photographer, you do the fluffiest stories and the hardest stories and nothing in between. So that was kind of my life for like a decade or 15 years or so. Damn. It was just kind of that game, which sometimes I felt like an ambulance chaser. And I was just like, I can't. Have this you is, seen Nightcrawler? No. And you know what? Ooh. I've on purpose not seen it. Yeah. Because I'm a little bit frightened, too. PTSD. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Jake Gyllenhaal, and he yeah. basically has a video camera, and he finds out that you make a lot of money selling video to yeah. uh, news stations. Mm, and it's like good. the worst wrecks, the murder scenes, yeah. the stuff in like you in can like bigger oh, okay. cities. It yeah. does, it like and that does happen some. in bigger cities. Yeah, in big cities. Yeah. But with with like cell phone cameras and everything, it's pretty common now. Where if you have some really horrible Shiite, then you know y you can literally sell it to the local affiliate for a certain amount of money, and a lot of people do it. So yeah, I haven't watched that movie. I've heard it's good. And it's I, amazing. I, I like Gyllenhaal. It's a nine point two out of ten. It's good. Yeah. I will watch it at some point. Yeah. I'm a little bit afraid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's scary. Yeah. Like, even not being in that world and watching the movie, I'm like, oof, jeez. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. cutthroat. It's dirty. I'm sorry to cut you off earlier, Jordan. Oh, no. What was your question? He, he answered it. Oh. I was like, good, good. Any childhood? I was like, was it, did it come from childhood or did yeah. it start It was as when older I was younger. Yeah. It's when always I dad's camera. I, would, I was watching like 2020 on the TV, you know, when I was a younger kid, which seems like a strange thing to do when you're like 10. But. I liked it. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. It was real. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it was next level. It was beyond cartoons because it was actually happening in the real world. So it always interested me. Yeah. I love it. Love it. And how did you guys meet, by the way? Like, I was actually College. curious. Film school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had a great time. We did. Yeah. Uh, Cheney is. It's a dreamland. It's an. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little, it's a little isolated college town. Yeah, where much debauchery them. happens, and then <laughs> other times of the year, it's just like ten farmers that live there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is about. Like I mean, like I feel like that's all college towns, though. Oh, totally. It really yeah. is yeah. just like a handful of locals, yeah. and then the rest of the time, it's like the thousands and thousands of just students that. But the locals can't and complain about it because it floats their economy. Yeah, yeah. more yeah. than those towns. They're pretty much out. teachers because they live the you know, September to. June oh life, God, yeah, they get all their income there, and then they get three months off. Yeah, and now like that I think about it, it yeah. really is just like the they're teachers. just teachers. It's pretty nice. There's a common a common uh, uh, conversation on film sets is whether it's worth it to go to film school, whether no. it's good to go to film school. So no. you say well, no, <laughs> and I yeah, can understand. I mean, you guys went to film school together. Yeah, like we went to the same what do you film think? school. Yeah. We had but all the same classes. Yeah, basically every single class. And I understand. And it was it wasn't very well organized. You know, it was a they didn't have a set. They were kind of changing curriculums as we were going. It's not even that. See the pants. It wasn't even that. No, it's more. I enjoyed that because yeah. that's how I live my life. But <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. I'm just saying the the sense that I could have done it in a year, mm. or maybe even like six months, and for far less. But I would. You see, I want to go the other way, where I would want to flesh it out more and do it for longer and spend more time on stuff because it was very like surface level. Because you had a little bit of production, a little bit of yeah. writing. You had a little bit of everything, but I wanted to go deeper on stuff, and they never really did. Or let us choose. Yeah. Did you guys get to go like deep in on like just every single light can and each different uh, one what it does? Like we were moving like fast. So the yeah. stuff where we learned about what mics were called and what lights were called and what C like stands were days. called. That was like two days of classes that we just took two notes days. real quick. Yeah. yeah. 
everything's so surface level. I watched so. like a video you on, notes on YouTube, and there was a it was just one day of a class of like a, a like somewhere in New York where they were teaching film, and they mm. went through every single little light of like the that's what I'm saying. You can do it for free every single point. little light. Yeah, that's also too is like. I just watched this video and I was like, just super. I'm nerding out. I'm watching them just talk about every single light from mm-hmm. every era, just going up. So, but it's also like, about yeah. learning style because yeah. some people need that that mm-hmm. stuff, that shit. Just when some people need the classroom, yeah, mm-hmm. which is fair situation. Yeah. And yeah. for me, it's like I wish I could have just learned what I needed to learn and started this way before I did. So okay, well that's fair enough because you know, but everyone always feels like they want to do something sooner than they did. Yeah, that's just life. That's the space. That's just the way it is. But I I recommend it. I say film school was a good decision for me because you don't. It's not the same as the real world, but you know, college never is the same as the real world, is it? Yeah, Yeah. never is. But there's still experiences there. I still learned plenty. It's adulthood light. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When I when I when I get to easy mode. Yeah. When I get to the to the work now, it's it's very you know you learn a totally different set of stuff. But I do have the basic stuff that I remember, and you know, I think it was worth it just for the experience and just for the fun time and oh the camaraderie and like all the things we went through. I would do it again for sure. I'm also it it might sway my opinion a little bit. I'm a film nerd in the you know in the classic sense. Like I love old bullshit movies. I love that shit. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I, that I was the most theory, of our classes. The history. Yeah, that yeah. was like what we did. So I, to me, it was totally worth it. I had a great time. I wish we would have leaned less writing and theory and mm-hmm. leaned more production for me at least. Yep. And that was not an option. It was like they leaned okay. more theory and script writing for our film school. And so that's what you had to do. Okay. But like the days that we did production, it was like, I know this, like, this is what I'm good at. Let's do yeah. this. But it was the one of three and the other two were very focused on the same yeah. thing. But you know, you also got you've also got the amount of equipment that you've got. So, say you want to do one specific thing on a film set, and you're in a college situation where you're learning in a production class. Suddenly, you know, you are eighth in line to touch that camera, and you That's have to wait until the eighth take. Yeah, exactly. So, it does. If if you want a specific thing, it's better just to go for it. But I would yeah. say do that concurrently. Yeah. Because I think there's still lots of good stuff there. But like, yeah, it's hard to get specific experience in a film school. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't like <laughs> dive. Like I would say, we went to level two out of four on everything. Like you were yeah, halfway right. there on everything. Okay. Like they give you one step closer, which is something. Which is something. Yeah, and I. I mean, it's know, helped us a million times. Like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it's like it's just gauging like what you actually want to do. Like it's yeah. just showing you everything. Yeah, that it has to offer, right? Yeah, that's it's just it's what college is. Well, yeah, I feel. Yeah, th- I mean, they have to give you just a certain amount of information because they have to spread it out over mm-hmm. so many students. Like you said, the eighth take, if you're excited to yeah. get to touch like one thing. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly you get to touch the black magic, but you've waited an hour and a half and you're yeah. just standing yeah. there in the back of the studio. So it's, you know, doesn't feel like the best use of your money, but you know, you'll get there eventually. But I, you know, it was a good experience. That's yeah. why I did it the way I did. Yeah. Made it a lot easier. I mean, it just seems like you guys are like two, like just different thinkings of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different, different angles coming at it. Different well, and we were talking Crazy. a little bit downstairs, and he's very much the traditional chase of film mm-hmm. for the industry, of the, you know, starting as the PA and just working your way into the industry and mm-hmm. working your way into, you know, getting to know people and doing yeah, it that yeah. way. Whereas we're just, we're gonna buy the gear and we're gonna do it. Let's get some clients, like, and the see the what happens. The way of being, basically, the difference is you are a production company. Yeah, and I am a freelance human being, so yeah, yeah. And it's I a think very different way of doing things, but they're both valid and they're both fun and they're both, I imagine, they're both terrifying in a way. They, oh. <laughs> I could not do what you do. Let me tell you, 
I would I'd choose this every time. I literally can't do what you do because yeah. I don't think I have that kind of organizational skill. I'm working on it. <laughs> We're working on working it. Working on yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Well, you know. That's the thing about what we do is it's all learning pains. You have people like above you to where it's like, hey, this oh, is going to like. still learning pains. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, there is with everything that you yeah, do. But, yeah, yeah it's like, uh, you know, we're just kind of not winging it. You know, we definitely. We got our systems down. We got our systems yeah. down. But yeah. Yeah. You're making it up as you go along to a certain degree. Oh, yeah. And that's a little cool bit. thing to do when yeah. you're able to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're that's a luxury. Being able to do that is a luxury. It's we're nice. weirdly artistic. Yeah, you are weirdly artistic. Yeah, that's it. Mm. So we're we breaking our legs so other people can walk. Uh, he said <laughs> it. Yeah. Ah, he, yeah, he said, said it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's been your favorite part? Of my whole arc? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Let's see. I always like when most of the time, the stuff that I've been doing lately, not the photojournalism, but beyond that, the, the film set and stuff, the most of it has been advertisement. has mm. been uh, stuff like that. But I get to do some things that I enjoy more. I like anything that's that's uh, um, fictional, because mm. those are a bit more rare. In Washington yeah. State, there's this, you know how you hear about Georgia and these other places that have huge uh, film tax write-off incentives mm-hmm. for all these production companies. Mm. Yeah. So Washington has a teeny little... 10 mil, kind of right? limited. It's 15 mil now. Oh, They nice. changed it from 5 mil, and then oh. this January, or maybe it was last year, last January, this year, uh, it went up to 15 million, but that's a cap. Film and one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... We support that and we love it, but it's also not in actual. It's not really competing with national with other no. places. It's no because in Georgia it is uncapped. They pay it actors. Georgia's uncapped. It is uncapped. uncapped. That's why everywhere films in Georgia. That's why Walking Dead is in Georgia because there's uncapped tax rates. Okay. So Avengers until Washington cost just two billion dollars. To yeah. make part one and two. What and other states are like that? Or is Bank, that is Georgia the only other one? Vancouver is the only other one. Yeah, Canada. BC. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there and but then you Vancouver can pass for anything. Vancouver has passed for Seattle so many times because of that. Specifically. Oh, yeah. It looks the, the same. Breaks. Looks yeah. the same. Well, you need gray sky and a bunch of cement everywhere. Yeah. Yep. That's fine. And if you need to, okay. go down the street green for trees. trees. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> or the, and then occasionally they'll be like, No, we need these three shots in Seattle. So they'll hire me and they'll hire thirty other people and they'll get those three shots in Seattle. That's all it takes. Okay. But like, you know, if unless Washington State uncaps that tax incentive, we're never going to be really being the big boys with like the proper movies. No, big no, no, no. Hollywood stuff. It's going to be commercial. Yeah, which is fine. I've probably worked for every tech billionaire in the area uh, in various different ways. But the problem with all of this is, of course, that I can't be specific because it's all NDA. Yeah. Covered. Oh, yeah. No, so no. Like we don't ask any All that. this stuff, like, I would love to talk about it, but no, they contractually tie my hands about it. But that's just how the world is now. On every single job you've worked? Most. There's like some what's, w- what's the coolest job you can talk about, if you can? Well, there's one uh, a nonfiction, a short, a sci-fi short, actually, that I had such a good time working on um, was there was this boat, this it was like 110 feet, and it's a machine shop boat from like Civil Defense Army era 1950s, wow. 1960s. Okay. So you go onto this boat, and it's basically, it's moored. There's no engine in it anymore. It's just moored. It's still in the water. It's still floating, but it's at the uh, Seattle Maritime Academy. Oh, my. And they use it for training. So there is this um, sci-fi outfit that had been making short films that were getting enough hits uh, online, which uh, I can't remember the name, but I can, you know, we can make that happen. But... Uh, they got a nice budget to make like episodes four, five, and six of this of this really cool sci-fi series, uh, basically on this boat. Oh so dude, we spent that's a week awesome. at the Seattle Maritime Academy on this floating machine shop boat, and it was just such a fun experience. And I learned so much. And I worked for like the art department, and I worked for G and E, and like I, 
had so many good contacts and such a good time. I still think about it. It was great. So it, you're always wanting, yeah. Cool. You always want. Yeah, always want. Sounds like, like a that. fave as well. <laughs> yeah, you always want stuff like that where people are there because they're they're being artistic, passionate about like, it. Even if they're weirdly artistic, they're still <laughs> being it. Ah, he said it. Ah, he said it. So those jobs are the ones that you want. The ones that aren't just to sell wine or jewelry, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, or real estate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So th- those jobs are still good too because they pay the bills, and yeah. you know. You have to learn, especially, I'm a millennial, I'm an elder millennial, so I always, you have to like, you have to put art in whatever you're doing, even if it's a menial task, because you need to have some sort of outlet, so the way that if I'm going to set up for lunch for a whole, you know, production, and I'm going to set up 12 tables with one person's help and all these chairs, we're going to do it artfully. We're going to do it well, we're going to do it nicely, we're going to do it in a way that makes sense. We shall dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a symphony. <laughs> It'll be a symphony. Another shoemaker. <laughs> yeah. So you always, you know, you're always looking for stuff like that. But it, then also, you know, you're always in the, as a PA, you're kind of just helping out. So yeah. I'm always in, you know, I'm always, what a friend of mine said to be a PA, you need to be a shadow and you need to be a beacon at the same time. Whoa. Like Batman shit. Yeah. That <laughs> <is>. yeah. <laughs> Whoa. So you want to, you want to both fade into the background and also be right freaking there with whatever they need so it's really fun you because literally are a batman it, well kind of <laughs> i am the dark knight <laughs> it's I'll just every matches. job is different <laughs> and every time they need something different and i've been on some weird wild goose like one time uh an art department needed a pitch pipe like one of those ones that you yeah. blow yeah. into and go <laughs> okay but you know because of cell phones those have really not been made for years regularly anymore so I had to call a million places and drive to a million places and music shops that would actually have an old school blow into it circly pitch pipe. So that took a whole afternoon once. And I had to race <laughs> back to the film set to get it to get it back. I don't even remember what ad that was for. <laughs> but I had to race back to get it for it. And it was just fun. It's like I'm literally driving all over Seattle through rush hour to find a pitch pipe. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those things pipe. are fun. Those things are fun. So yeah. But yeah, any, anyway, to circle back to that question. Uh, I think that time on the boat, that was a fun time. I loved that. That sounds that was so awesome. Sweet. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I think for me, like anything sci-fi, mm-hmm. just Dude, like I'm yeah. there. <laughs> it was great, yeah. Because also, specifically the art department, the uh, props. Because, you know, when you're doing real sci-fi, you're obviously doing a lot of CG stuff. Yeah. And these guys do some amazing. Do you remember what the story kind of was? It, it kind of, it's an interesting story, but it's very, very far future sci-fi. So it's like, I don't even want to spoil anything. I can't really tell you, but it's nice. It's it's nice. Because is it it's out yet? There, yeah, you can watch the first like four episodes. So I'll make oh. sure you guys get it. Okay. Because it is amazing CGI. Okay. It's amazing, wow. and they tie it into the actual props they're using so well that it looks so realistic. It's mind blowing. What a uh, streaming service is it on? Uh, the episodes are on YouTube. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They're oh, accessible. They're accessible. Okay. Um, so the ones that I helped shoot aren't even out yet because obviously this time takes like a year. Yeah. 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 So, but the first episodes are so cool, and they do some cool stuff. So I'll make sure to link that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, we'll shout them out as soon as we get the link. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the flip side of that, I can talk about a checks commercial. I did a national checks campaign where it was like, you know, the bagel chip is back, and it was Sir Mix a lot, and it was so fun. <laughs> awesome. And Sir Mix a lot. Well, he's from really nice. He's like right yeah, up he's the street. Yeah. Based. So he gave us all jobs because he didn't want to leave Seattle. And fine by me. Yeah, so, dude, that's yeah. money. That's so we made like the checks pieces that were like twenty feet high. And you know, <laughs> had the dancers all up around him. Oh, Dude, so cool. that's they awesome. rented out a studio in uh, Fremont, 
Okay. Uh, down on the water in Fremont, there's a big studio there. Fremont Studios? It's called? Yeah. Uh, I think it's just called Fremont Studios. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a huge studio space, and uh, they had, what, probably four or five different sets going, and then the art department wow. was huge, and they were moving fast, and that was a fun one. So that one I can talk about, because that, you know, that was an ad campaign that already happened. Um, that's sweet. That's kind of yeah. dope. Okay. Yeah, that was a fun time. And it was, you know, that was when I was still, uh, the first year I was doing it, so I was learning fast at that point. <laughs> Grabbing what you could and yeah, exactly. running with it. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know. It's always, when you're on a film set, sometimes some random person will shout something, and then as a PA, you're like, okay, I'll do that. And then you realize, like, what is that? What did <laughs> they just say? What, what were the words say? that they yeah. just... But then, you know, you find out and you do it. <laughs> you just ask someone else. Yeah, exactly. What's exactly. a rundown? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, What's yeah, a yeah. rundown? <laughs> but it is, you know, it's fast-paced all the time. Big yeah. or small, it's always fast-paced. So it's it's a fun way to learn. That's how we live. Run exactly. and gun, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we run and gun. Yeah. What's your inspiration? Uh, generally speaking, I mean, like with film, like what is you know why are you in this? What you, what inspired you and what still inspires you? I think I you know, it was when I was a little kid. I would always, for some reason, I would always kind of fixated on on movies. So when I was like seven years old, and we would go to Blockbuster because that's the age that I am. I went to Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, oh, we okay. went to Blockbuster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like Hollywood. Hollywood video. Hollywood, Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit cheaper. <laughs> Better um, memberships. But yeah, so when I was seven, I would come back and we would have our movie that we rented and then I would literally get uh, pieces of notebook paper and I would draw tickets out and I would cut them out and I would give them, I would force my family to give those <laughs> tickets back to me as they entered the yeah. living room before we watched it that evening and I would tear it in half That's and I would awesome. give them half back. Fair is fair. take it. Because they had to, <laughs> yeah. So I've I've just always kind of romanticized it ever since I was a little kid, and then you know obviously when you're a teenager you have kind of everyone has kind of a moment where your brain is growing real fast and then suddenly movies are starting to hit different. So you I understand see, them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they would be a bit more eye-opening to you. So I would see like um, the Matrix it was in '99. Yeah. That was when I was in high school. That was a perfect time to blow my mind. It was perfect. Or you know stuff like that. Uh, where I was five. <laughs> with, exactly. There you go. But with um, with horror specifically, I love horror and uh, yeah. Night of the Living Dead, the uh, old yeah. original okay. 1968 George A. Romero. Classic. I know you for horror. That's yeah. what I know you yeah. for. So that was an awakening I had that you know that I'm still having, obviously, because there's just content forever. So I think all your projects were leaning horror. I, a little bit leaning. <laughs> no, it's it's good to have. It's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> no, it's I good I think it was like. great. What kind of horror is your favorite though? Uh, I've really been liking Ari Aster lately. The slow burn. The trauma dumps. Kind of trauma dumps, yeah. But okay. the, the specifically the style of not jump scares. I'm yeah. Slashers. You're, you're past that. Those are all fun. And I love watching 70s, 80s, 90s, stuff You've like that. It's more background yourself. at this yeah. point. <laughs> but, l but stuff like Hereditary or what's the other? Midsommar. Midsommar, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. He just did um, the Bo is Afraid. Yeah, which I need to see yeah. still. I haven't seen that. I haven't watched it. But that... It's kind of, to be honest, the slow burn horror is kind of going back. It's not like a new thing or anything, but it's definitely something that harkens more to a Kubrick in yeah. the Kubrick shining feeling, where you just you know stuff's happening and you can just feel it building, and you're just like, ah, you don't need the jump scares. The tension's so high you don't know when it will. Exactly. That's what I really like. Have you watched Babadook? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dude, we just <laughs> watched <laughs> it for yeah. Halloween. Crazy. Yeah. That movie's That's crazy. crazy. That's you know good. what's crazy is it's all psychological. That's yeah. the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. But that can be scarier than 
anything. When I see well, Dory, when stuff. I see like, like uh, yeah, it's real. <laughs> like, as you know, that's real. <laughs> yeah. When I see the thing or something, I love the gore, but it's not like scary. It's fun. no. Yeah. And you see st- people's heads explode. Well, in it's comical. Or something in a it's like expensive it's like shot. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> that's why I can watch like uh, David Cronenberg films because you've got some weird crap. Body Is that the one with? The one where he like mutates and his gun becomes a part that, of him. That, yeah, that one's called uh, um, Oh Guns Vid- Video Drum. Video Drum. Video Drum. We had to watch this in film school. This is by the guy he's talking about. Who's the actor? I cannot remember. James Woods. James Woods. Yeah. James, <laughs> James <laughs> freaking Woods. James <laughs> yeah. freaking Woods. Yeah. Who used to have a Family Guy high school named after him. Yeah. <laughs> but this guy. James Woods like, High. Yeah. He mixes like horror and tech kind mm-hmm. of. And so, like, it's mutated together. So it's like a very okay. Rick and Morty episode, but that's his style. Cronenberg started okay. doing it in the 80s, but it was specifically, like, the way that we interact with technology and the huh. way that technology becomes a part of us. Like Biomech like, yeah, horror? Yeah, because his, his, his bony hand now has a gun as a part of it, and it's all fleshy and fucking it's weird and gooey. And like it's gooey. gooey. Yeah, and like so it's gross, yeah. so it's always got that, but it's also just, it's definitely a commentary on where we're going, and to be honest, the that, was before, that was before we even had uh, smartphones in our handle. Yeah. It was in the 80s. This was in the 80s. So, so that was kind of ahead of its time as far as now we're kind of, okay. we always have technology attached to us, so it's the analogy. Well, and the tech that, ends yeah. up making him do something. Yeah, and that's the point. Oh, of it. that's why. It's so like it meshes with him and becomes disgusting, <laughs> and then makes him do something. Ew. Here's one Ew. one advice: yeah. is never watch a David Cronenberg film with your mom. Yeah, <laughs> never and do or that. a significant other that is not aware yeah. that Cronenberg that is, is who that's he is. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. 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 I see it. You have to prime that pump. Yeah. Okay. But those are the fun ones. I'm gonna sometimes. need a list of those movies. Like that's yeah, kind of yeah. wild. <laughs> David Lynch. Anything by David Lynch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You know how cool. it, there's kind of a fad almost on the internet right now of liminal spaces. Where a liminal space is a space where you can kind of where you look at or you're in it and you kind of feel like you're in between two different places and it feels weird and off and strange and you don't like really understand like I'm in two multiverses at one point. Yeah, so that's what David Lynch creates liminal spaces. He he, even with just literally just audio editing, David Lynch particularly is really good at creating a weird atmosphere in your brain. Interesting. Like separates it and hits you yeah. at both sides. Basically, his, his first movie uh, is this and weird. Then the character's the center point, so it's like. It's his first movie is a weird black and white movie called Eraserhead. Um, Ugh, very yeah. strange. But it's, you know, there at one point I think there's a sound of like a pencil being drug across paper or something. And it's the loudest, and weirdest sound you've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, it's part fuck? of the universe. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting. He plays with audio in a way yeah. that is. His soundscaping is amazing. I feel, okay. like I'm, I feel like I'm rambling about movies now. Welcome to Weirdly <laughs> Artistic. <laughs> okay, no, good. Because okay, <laughs> <good. laughs> <Okay, good. laughs> I'm interested. Like, I no, want to hear yeah, more. I want to hear more. Yeah, I think oh, we can run with there. that for a little bit because next is advice. Do you really want to give people advice yet? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> believe. Just generally <laughs> speaking, just like you know, especially if you're in the um, if you're in the industry, if you're in the film industry, just just literally treat everyone like they could be your next break yep. because you need Ooh. to know people. And y- you know, if you're nice, just in general, say you're on a say, okay. Say you're on a crew of fifty people. And you, you just you make an effort, even though you're tired, you got four hours of sleep and you're on two Red Bulls and you just, you know, would really rather not be standing in the rain right now. You still put on that face, you mask it up a little bit and you're like, you know, a I'm pleasant here. person to work with. Yeah. If you do that all the time and you just make that your habit, then if there's one person 
that you don't get along with on this 50 people line and that one person just kind of grinds you the wrong way which just happens because it's it the happens. world sometimes yeah sometimes that'll happen and then depending on when that person is whether they're above the line or below it can be more annoying or less but then if you do that if you just are generally trying to be that way just throughout your life when you're working then the other 49 people are like oh yeah dusty he's a good guy so that's that's where it stops that's all you need yeah and that's happened on film sets where i've just one person mm -hmm. maybe someone that i'm working with the pa or something just a little bit off i don't quite get along with them then it's you know Always just put it out there. Always just try to be a pleasant person to work with because it's well, I mean, so you're, nice. You're to some people just don't want to like see anyone succeed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some people are just sour, and that's just that. Some people like to watch the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a really nice discovery that I've been doing all these gigs in the Seattle area, and then for the most part, I've they've been with really good people, and they've been that's with people good. that care about you and want you to succeed and want to be there. Because yeah. when you're working retail... Or food service. Nobody wants to be there. Nobody wants <laughs> to be there. And that's what happens. Well, that's all yeah. they have. Well, that's where all the Karens go. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I when I was okay, so I should I should be clear. In between when I was a photojournalist and when I was working in this industry, I managed pot shops. So mm. I have some retail experience there. And there was one point where I literally had this was in Seattle, I had a Karen call nine one one because we overcharged her for a joint by four dollars. What? She literally wow. called emergency services. They ignored her, obviously. But uh, that <laughs> yeah. happened, and that was it. That was getting close to the end, where I was like, "I can't. This is I can't I am, do this I anymore." This. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Retail is terrible. Yeah, this you is killing me. You get the worst of the worst. That reminds me, because like I worked at a pot shop uh, a while ago, and we had a customer come in, and I wasn't the one who helped them, but they asked for a uh, uh, indica, and they got like a sixty forty sativa. Right? Yeah, it's like something still. They came back and wanted their money back because they were up for three days. And I was like, dude, how? <laughs> the, brain, the brain is a very powerful <laughs> organ. Yeah. And I, I tried to like, placebo myself. I've never all felt the time. more disrespected yeah. in my life. And we were just like, bro, what? Like and these, you know, if you really look into the science as much as you can, literally all weed is a hybrid at this point. There, it's very rarely that nothing's just kind of in the middle. A mix of whatever. And if you're That's talking about 60 40, those growers can just make that stuff. See, yeah. okay. <laughs> I've heard that they just hire people to like smoke it, and then they're yeah. like, "How do you feel? Oh, I feel this. Okay, it's but a see, sativa or it's like whatever." So it's subjective, right? But there's no real way you can get around that because even if you grow a a, a stable strain that you grow all the time, each phenotype can be different. So you can randomly have a different oh strain goodness. pop up, and it suddenly smokes like an indica when it's usually a sativa. It yeah, happens all the time. Shattered. So it can happen. So you literally have to find people that are actually. And I've, good I've told stoners. people that I'm like honestly like Jeez. nothing is ever straight. Anything it's just yeah it's everything's a hybrid unless whatever. it's if you hear the phrase land race that usually means it's supposedly they're saying it's a pure like either indica or sativa, um, but those are more and more rare like. Uh, I'm using my bud tender knowledge now. The That's Durban okay. poison is a is a one that I still see out there. Durban poison apparently is a is a land race where it's a pure sativa. So there's a okay. handful out there. But so even like those, that's only if you trust the grower and they're actually telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Love that. Well, I think we hop into the uh, the weirdly here. Okay. Well, I'm actually right. like curious. Like, what's your dream? Oh yes, project. Yes. Like what would what what would be the project itself, and what would you be your function in that project? Interesting. Well, speaking with where I'm at now, with currently, I would just love to get a feature, just a link, a feature length, uh, fictional thing, because they don't happen in Washington very often, mm -hmm. but they do happen very mm -hmm. rarely, very occasionally, for right now. Um, but to be honest, you know. I always, I've just been kind of thinking that I'm going to be the kind of person that does does the work that I need to do, and then expresses myself however I can there, and then just 
have the disposable income to just make personal projects because being such a being part of such a big machine is very different than making your own little thing and unless you get you know big budget uh, yeah. backing you're not going to be able to make anything like the thing that you want unless you just or do it takes it. you yeah. years to get it set exactly. up exactly which you know you can always al- that can always be a goal and you can always go for it but you know it's harder oh it's way um, harder so Super i've just always hard. pictured myself just expressing myself just um when i have some money when i have some time off like for instance the winter is slower yeah yeah and so well, you know where oh to yeah. find us now yeah exactly exactly yeah. so you know i'll be around yes we're come, here come yeah. and join us get weirdly with us get yeah weird. i'm gonna get weirdly yes <laughs> okay we kind of answered i mean we'll go with the current favorite show slash movie like what are you currently jumping into right now favorite show slash movie we always um my partner and i danny always want to have you know a good funny Shut thing up. that we're going okay. through we always want a good, funny, Some quick good thing. Vibes. So we're finding the old shows that are solid and repeatable. So yes. right now we're actually going through Arrested Development. Oh, oh. That's, just, um, that's, that's a good, a good one. one. That's a good one. When that came out, it was actually still pretty fresh for the format that it yeah. was. It wasn't I love Will Arnett in that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was talking about Will Arnett, Will Arnett earlier, and it made me think of that. That's just that's the just such a perfect kind of show because it's got 10,000 <laughs> jokes a minute. It's so uh, awkward. I love yeah, it. Yeah, like exactly. Michael Sarah. Yeah, exactly. loving his cousin. Dude. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's where Michael Sarah cultivated his whole persona that he his used character. in ten thousand other films. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, o- the awkward kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I heard this like I, I saw a meme once, and it was like Michael Sarah is the type of person that like he's not actually an actor. He just showed up to a, a set one time and just couldn't and got say too no. nervous to <laughs> say <laughs> no. Yeah, he's got too nervous <laughs> to say no. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah, that, that's how he feels. Yeah, like, yeah. In, in every time. His, <laughs> one of his favorite roles is a is a supporting role, but it's in This Is the End. Yes. 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 Oh my god. Yes, dude. Oh, that's oh, my favorite sip. Little sippy sip. Yeah. 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 Replace such a douchebag. So good. Oh, I love it. That's Has anyone seen my phone? <laughs> oh, it's in my pocket. <laughs> Channing Tatum's yeah. dressed up as a sex dog. Uh, <laughs> that's a movie that's got so oh, much in it. Like, I watched that one. Why is Danny McBride such a douche in every movie? Yep. Oh, he's great yeah, in that he's, one. I love Danny McBride. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> that's his typecast. That's his thing. He's he's that. He is the <laughs> land of the lost. High confidence. <laughs> and I love him. This is the end where he's just making breakfast and he just. <laughs> yep. That's such a good sequence. It's such a good sequence. Oh my god, I love. That. I that was yeah. that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. That movie's so good. It's so funny. Definitely. What about music? Favorite music? Music. Now everyone's doing the Spotify thing right now, so yep. I use Google, YouTube, music, okay. so I can do the same thing, you know. But it's uh, not Spotify, but it's the same thing. But so I've been, I've been getting into metal in a way where okay. I've kind of, I've actually avoided it when I was a little bit younger because I didn't want to be the the huge. I'm a large person. I didn't want to be the big dude that likes metal that scares everybody. Same. Um, so I kind of avoided it, to be honest, because I didn't want to be that toxic uh, version of things, and I didn't want to have that be my personality that other people would see, just because I was, you know, I don't want to be a toxic person. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, I'm not saying that's metal a good way to toxic. Be. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I kind of shied away from it. But now I've been kind of having this renaissance. Embrace now, the uh, toxicity. The <laughs> I get the, the 2023 um, results back, and I'm like, Meshuga. You guys know Meshuga? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. 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 We we just saw them at the Paramount in Seattle, downtown huge. Seattle. That's the dope. greatest show. It was the this ornate old theater uh, with all these intricate patterns on the wall, and then just the loudest, heaviest metal with this awesome light. Oh, yeah. it was so good. That sounds awesome. Yeah, Michigan's so pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's that's what I've been really going for lately. Um, 
But if someone is, is a metal listener and they um, they've they've heard of Meshuggah. Oh yeah. So I want to recommend someone else that I really liked. It was like number four on the thing, which is this German band. I think they're from. Let's Germany. go. They're called Gnome. Gnome. G N O M E. One word. Gnome. Okay. Well, they have two yeah, albums. Just like, gnome. like a lawnmown. <laughs> yeah. There's gnome. Uh, yeah exactly. No, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. They're, um, if you you can look them up online and then when they play, they literally wear the little red cone hats. Of That's them. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they're three German dudes that wear the cone hats and just play like just awesome riffage just really good riffy metal um and they I have really that. good senses of humor check them out on my way yeah. home so that's what i want i want people to listen no, to no because no. i want them to tour i want them to come to seattle <laughs> that'd, that'd be such a good show yeah maybe we so. can get on videoing yeah yeah <laughs> there exactly. we go recap okay yeah favorite superhero or villain or Ever. you can do both if you like a villain more, whatever. Well, I I I'd have to go with villain because I have I have Nosferatu you tattooed do. on my forearm. You do like a I don't know eleven inch like yeah up my forearm. You like mean it's like your tattoo. entire forearm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. So it's right there. I found this really good artist um, named Chris in uh, Magnolia, in Seattle. Okay. And he had he has a kind of a specific style because I was just kind of like I like I the high contrast for sure. Yeah, exactly. I wanted only black ink. Black and gray. Well, it's a black and white film. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's funny is he used a tiny little bit of white for the teeth, for the little band. I love teeth. that. Oh. Yeah. yeah, they do stick Which out. Which he didn't even tell me out. about that until yeah. I saw it later. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, he's my favorite villain. He's classic. You know, when I got the tattoo last year, it was for the 100th anniversary. So, it, you yeah. Know, that, that is yeah. film history. The live action is yeah. going to be so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, oh the Robert Eggers uh, My flick. gosh. When is that coming out? Oh, 25 probably. Oh, okay. It might, it might Maybe be 24. 24. Yeah. We'll see. Movie night. Have you guys seen Robert Eggers' other stuff? Yeah. The, the Lighthouse is a trip. I got a lot of movies to watch. It's Lighthouse is trip. wild. It's su- uh, I Willem haven't Dafoe seen and Robert that's Pattinson. That's the one that uh It's based on like uh it's a mental health thing where it's talking about like the uh man, I watched it a while ago, but it's basically like the overwork and the longevity of their job. What just year is isolation that from? and delirium. Yeah. It's like what it's year is 5 that years from? ago maybe. Uh, it's yeah, fairly maybe recent. 2019, 2020. We need, okay. we need a movie list. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. just need to give us so a PDF file, Robert please. Robert Eggers, <laughs> he also did The Witch. Oh. Yeah. Oh. A24. Which is a very, yeah, <laughs> exactly. The Vivage. So <laughs> when I when I say about um, Ari Aster and the Slowburn Horror, Robert Eggers is included in that. Yeah. And he's also just very good at that kind of creating a warped sense of space time. Like just when you watch The Lighthouse, you can feel like because of the editing and because of everything, it you can draws. feel like you're in there with him. You're going uh, crazy with them. The Witch is yeah. probably my favorite horror film. Ever. It's one of the witch. it's one of the creepiest I've ever seen. But it's not. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's not. What? They don't show you that much, but the mm-hmm. way that they do it, it's beautiful. It's like, the mood. It's the tone. You understand everything. So it's these pilgrims that are moving across the country. I think you've told me about yeah. this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they believe that there are witches in the woods. <sighs> and that's as much as I'm going to tell you. But uh, you got to watch it. We I watched it at your house, I remember, yep, in college. Yep, yeah, down in the basement. I haven't seen it yet, but he also did a movie about Vikings called The Northmen that I really need to see. Oh, yeah. That's I feel like I've heard that. Somewhere, yeah. The Dark Blade, you're going to love it. It's yeah, so good. So I'm going to enjoy that. Nightblade, sorry. So, so this guy, <laughs> he has a reputation for that good kind of atmospheric horror, mm-hmm. that, that which is what Nosferatu is from back in the day. It was atmospheric horror. So he's got that's a really good reputation. That's why it's still reputation. scary to this day. Yeah, exactly. So... I have high hopes I do for too. this Robert Eggers version. I actually never watched Nosferatu. You should. They make a SpongeBob reference. Well, I know. They're like yeah, flicking yeah. the lights yeah. and he's like, who's doing that? And then it's Nosferatu. Nosferatu. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know. That was, that was but a I've moment. never like actually like watched I it. Like, I don't. 
Like what's you know, it's it's fun because that that I'm just gonna get into film history mode. Go. Now. Uh, do but it. you know, that was nineteen twenty two. That was kind of the genesis of the vampire. Nineteen twenty two? That's when it's that from. was yeah. that was the genesis of the It's vampire. amazing still to this like day. There were stage adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula before that on the stage in like New York and places uh-huh. like that, but there had never been really any vampire media before that. So Count Orlock like Godzilla of our country is yeah. the um, is Nosferati. Literally, when they wrote it, they couldn't get the rights from Bram Stoker's widow for the book. So basically what happened was they made the movie anyway. They just changed the names. They changed the way he looked a bit from the book, and then they ripped it off. They changed a few details. But then Bram Stoker's widow sued, sued their pants off. And so this movie, this wonderful early horror movie was literally just banned. And uh, they tried to destroy every copy. And yeah, because it was illegally made, and they didn't want it dispersed in the United States. They could have just claimed spoof. Well, yeah, but that was before. That was when that was copyright it all happened. Copyright yeah. law was young there. Yeah, and there's a whole separate podcast could be just literally on only Disney changing copyright laws in mm-hmm. the last hundred years. We'll talk about the ownership <laughs> of Mickey. Yeah, exactly, dude. Mm. Crazy. I think you've told me. A little I told bit you a little bit about yeah, it yeah. when we were in college. It was, uh, I think, they were about to buy the hundredth year. Yep. And so basically they like set it up to where it's just shut down and then they buy it and then it's reset for like another 25 years. They're working the system to change copyright law. Yeah. That's what they're doing. So they basically just extend it so that everything that they make is never open to the public. Because Mickey Mouse should have been public domain decades 50 ago. years oh. ago. Decades ago. 50 years ago. Yeah. 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 But they keep extending the law. Because they want that money. Yep. That's Disney got, is got lawyers, changing the rules. Yeah. They're literally changing the whole copyright industry single-handedly that company yep no okay I, I, i've it's heard stuff it's I, I, i've heard stuff about <laughs> it but dark. i didn't know it was like that yeah that mm. bad no they are in control yep they are the overlords yeah yeah they are the sith why do you think mickey has they the infinity gauntlet so, like south park bro they make mickey out to like <laughs> look like such a like a he's dick <laughs> he is imagine he's 120 years old yeah bro come that on boy, that boy had slaves like, that's not even a joke. Like, that's when that stuff was oh starting. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Like, South Park really had it on, on the nose then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> Mickey's a dick. Yeah. Mickey oh is a dick. God. They always, like, turn him into a demon. I love it. <laughs> Jedi or Sith? You see, now, I'd like to be the cool guy that says, like, yeah, I know black robe, red saber, but I'm just a bit of a goody-goody. So that's good. I think I'm always going to be on the Jedi side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, I- who would you choose as a Jedi? Ooh, I don't know. Well, you know, I'm the original trilogy from the starting in the set. I'm not that old, but the seventies. Yeah. That's always what my brain goes to first. So, and I love all the new stuff too. I really do. We do as well. I have a good time cinematically. Seven, eight, and nine. It's just cinematically. <laughs> yeah. Cinematically. <laughs> okay. L- listen, dude. Well, no, well, I, well, I even like the prequels. Like, oh, I'm entertained. Oh, okay, those are those yeah. are. Those. That's all we fun. love. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Those are great. You know, I, I like all the Star Wars movies, even the new ones, even the old ones. Like, it's just fun. It's storytelling. It's in a different world, and it's great. No, and me so. and Nick were talking about it. I mean, like, cinematically, yeah, they were all... 79 were amazing. They were like, I mean, cinematically, Visually yes. Visually beautiful. Yeah. Great everything. Just the story itself is where, where it fell apart. I get that, too. Kid on a desolate like planet the end with of the force uh, <laughs> yeah. Like the end of Game Let's of Thrones. It. The end of Game oh of Thrones, where God. it was still kind of a spectacle, and you still enjoyed the spectacle of it, but it was just so rushed and like writing dude, was just. It was. That's should have given us two more seasons, yeah. at least. That's kind of, but it's just so much money. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. One, so everyone I, wants it now. So I did have that feeling of the what of number nine of just feeling like I don't know, I don't feel very 
I don't know if this completed. Is, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if this yeah. has made me feel good as a Star Wars person, but like, yeah. I, I, I'm good at just letting that go. Because you have to. Because ten thousand people worked on those movies and they worked hard. So well, it yeah. was kind of yeah. like what Trey said. It was like I either like it or I don't, and that's it. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. It. And that's fair. And that's fair. Yeah. So, uh, who would be your Jedi? Who would you choose? Um, hmm. I feel like Mace Windu because I like purple a lot. Ooh, really? There we go. I just like, I like purple. A little bit of the outlaw. Yeah, like he was. He's Good. on the council. Good, but I wish dabbles. We could have gotten yeah. like a lot more of him. Yeah, like he's on the scale, but he's still on the Jedi side. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, just okay. lean. He That's he dabbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. fine. He fucks around. He finds out. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that kind of answers the lightsaber is rated E for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lightsaber color. You yeah. Choose purple, probably. It, you know, given the I I go pink. Ooh. I want a nice bright pink because then you think it's just like you know it's a light version of red. So, but it's not. So it's just I think I want to be a nice pink Pretty lightsaber. Sick. I think yeah. it would look great. I think it would too. Can you yeah. imagine the reflections on the face? I yeah, I had my fired up. So we so could show him. <laughs> yeah, Jordan yeah. got a really I think nice I look good in pink. That would be good lighting. We both got nice lightsabers yeah. this year. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> good, this good. So fun. I love it. Well, Dusty, do you want to say anything else to someone, you know, the people that are, you know, chasing this dream or looking to jump into the film industry? Is there any piece of advice that you would end with? I mean, to be honest, it really is just about who you know, and that's a terrible, terrible thing to hear when you're a young yeah. person because you can work as hard as you can, but if you don't meet the right people, you're not going to go anywhere. So, yeah, the so be nice. Like you said earlier, just keep... Be nice. Be, like, be open to <laughs> the yeah. to opportunities. Mm -hmm. You know, like If you're always like looking you said, for stuff, be stuff will come along. Do your best. Like Show up and you know, do 100%. Because yeah. mm -hmm. if, if you care about... If you honestly... If someone looks at you and they see what you're doing and they can tell that you give a shit... That will go a long way. Yeah, and that's how I've got contacts within uh, G and E and art departments that I've worked with, where I will do a job as a PA, and they'll see me, and they'll see what I'm doing, and they'll see the stuff I'm moving around and how I'm helping, and then I'll get, you know, I'll get an email or a text or a call from them like six weeks later, and they'll say, "Hey, I have this project. Do you want to, you know, do you want to assist the art department here?" And I'll be like, "Hell yeah, yes, I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's exactly what you're doing. So that's just, you, d you know, always dance like someone's watching, but you know, in the way where. You know, or like be no proud one's of what watching. Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> yeah, be proud of what you're doing. Don't half-ass. And I, and you know, retail, food service, that's different. Half-ass those things. Yeah, because <laughs> our economy sucks. You know, my dad always told sucks. me, <laughs> what? Stay weird. Stay uh, weird. Weird. Weirdly, we're the artistic. Weirdly, we're the artistic. Damn, that's, that's weird. weird.